0: Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the Southern Fried Soccer Podcast. It is October 22nd here in beautiful Cincinnati, Ohio, where Atlanta United and Cincinnati played to a 2-2 draw on decision day, the final regular season matchups in the league this season before we get into the playoffs. With the draw, Atlanta United finished in sixth place in the East, is going to face third-seeded Columbus in the first round of the playoffs. And before you ask, no, the league has not released the playoff schedule yet, only the windows. I can tell you that it is unlikely that Atlanta United's games, home or away, are going to be on Saturdays, which makes absolutely no sense because Apple has hammered that all season long, Saturday matchups, Saturday matchups, Saturday matchups, and now they want to move them to Sunday, Mondays, or Tuesdays. So there's my little rant about that. If this is your first time listening to us, please make sure to follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So that you never miss an episode. This is Southern Fried Soccer from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.
1: Ocean breeze. Tropical beach. Pina Colada. You can buy an air freshener to make your car smell like you're in an oceanside paradise. Or, better yet, you can point your car toward Daytona Beach and come experience the real thing. Visit DaytonaBeach.com to discover all there is to see... Do and enjoy along the world's most famous beach, Daytona Beach, Florida, beach on.
0: As I mentioned, Atlanta United and Cincinnati drew 2-2 last night. It was an entertaining first half. Atlanta United looked really, really sharp. They put Cincinnati, they pinned them back quite a few times and got their reward when Yurgo Shakamakis uh, was played in by Soba who was played in by Tiago Almada for a goal in the 12th minute. And then because it's Atlanta United and this is what they do, Cincinnati quickly scored in the 25th minute a back post run by Dom Baji. Uh, really, it was a good cross. It was a good shot. It was point blank, uh, one touch, little volley. It was just, but it, it's worrisome to me, and I'm going to get into this in a minute about Atlanta United's defense because Atlanta United quickly responded. Yakamakis again in the 32nd minute. He kind of just stuck out his left leg on a ball that came through from Almada. So that was his league leading 19th assist. Poked it in for the goal. And again, because it's Atlanta United, they gave up a goal just before the end of the first half. Lokchenitse didn't close down Barreal, who put in a good cross. Caleb Wiley fell asleep a little bit at the back post, and Lucho Acosta, who is all of five foot three, out jumped him for a header tie goal. And then the probably the most pivotal moment for Atlanta United, and particularly for its playoff future, happened around the 53rd, 54th minute. When Tiago Almada inexplicably decided to kick a Cincinnati defender, it was away from the play. No one was quite sure what happened until a little while later when TV finally found a a frame of it and showed a replay. Tiago got a yellow card, his second one of the game. The first one came in the first half. Subsequently, he is going to miss the first game of the playoffs against Columbus. It's a best of three series, so all is not lost. It's not an aggregate score series, which again is another weird MLS playoff thing this season. So it's not great, but it's also not a death knell, and we're going to get into that in the mailbag. You're going to hear from manager Gonzalo Pineda, Yorgo Shakamakis, who is very entertaining in his post-match interviews, and Tristan Miyamba, who is quickly becoming the go-to guy for interviews after games, and I appreciate that. Pineda, you know he was—he was honest. He didn't try to sugarcoat anything regarding Almada's foul. And here's what he said:
2: uh, "A stupid foul, stupid foul. He kicked—I think uh, uh, I don't remember. No, uh, he kicked uh, a defender there, uh, and yeah, uh, a stupid second yellow."
0: Have you spoken to him about it? Did he say why he did it? Had he forgotten that he already got a yellow card in the first half? Yeah, we.
2: We talk. Yeah, Yeah, we talk internally. We, we keep that in, in inside the doors.
0: And really, there's no other way to describe it. It was a stupid foul. I, I don't know what Tiago was thinking. I don't know if he'd forgotten that he'd already gotten one yellow card earlier in the half. I don't know if he thought that yellow card accumulation slash red cards don't carry over into the playoffs. Um, but it was not a good decision. On Thursday, Pineda talked about wanting this game to set a bar for Atlanta United to show opponents that it's going to be a tough out on the road, that in a best of three series, it could win that first game, bring it back to Mercedes-Benz for the second game, and then end the series after two. I wanted to follow up with Pineda and ask if he thought that happened on Saturday. Not on the
2: result. This is, is never the goal of this franchise to tie, especially away, uh, but, uh, the performance before the red card was very good to me. I think the performance was play of caliber, performance, dominating in possession, in total control. I wasn't happy, of course, with the two silly goals that we conceded, but uh, the performance on the ball was inspiring. I think, actually, we should have had um, more goals, uh, advantage, but uh, we didn't, and then we suffered at the end. um, but two different games. When we were 11-11, I think we were the better side. After that, they were more in, in possession, in control, the territorial dominance. But then what I highlight from my team is don't give up goals when they have the advantage, they do make advantage, and, and we defend very well. So. That's what I understand. We defend better in the box when we are a man down than when we are 11-11. But it's part of the learning process, encouraging, I think, if we put those two things together, the good football of the first half and then the good defending inside the box, I think we have uh, a good combination for players. Here's Panetta talking about Cincinnati's goals. It was poor. It was record. poor defending. I mean, we talk about that at halftime. It was poor defending. We need to do better. We We always say that, that the space doesn't score the goals. Is the man that scores the goals. We have to feel a little bit more uh, the one big one duel. We have to match uh, the runners inside the box and and not be sonal in that sense. Um, But also preventing more of those type of crosses because I think uh, the first one we were broken on the right side, uh, a silly movement, and then we were out of position. Good ball, good, it was a good cross as well. But then the second one, of course, we have to defend better. We cannot allow that amount of space on top of the box right. to someone as talented as Barreal. Um So, yeah, we, we need to improve on that for sure. And
0: this is the worrisome thing to me, because twice Atlanta United gave up a lead. Now, you could do that in regular season games, but Atlanta United does it all the time. I don't have a stat to show. I need to try to find a stat to show how often this has happened, I might have to go back through the box scores and figure it out. But it's not going to win you a playoff game. And in the MLS playoffs, again, another quirk about this season, the first round. No game can end in a draw. So after 90 minutes, you go right to penalty kicks. That might be good for Atlanta United in that first game without Almada. It can play for a draw, get to penalty kicks, maybe win, bring it back to Mercedes-Benz when Almada will be available. Try to win that. Columbus played Atlanta United off the pitch two weeks ago at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. It ended up a 1-1 draw on a Miles Robbins goal in the final minute, but it's not a good omen for what's upcoming. Now here's Pineda talking about Columbus in the playoffs and what can they do without their best player? A good
2: opponent, I think, <laughs> as, 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 as all of them. I mean, you can pick and choose at times who, who you want, who you don't want, but I mean uh, – we are a club that wants to fight for championships and we, you want to fight for trophies, you have to beat pretty much everyone. That's, that's the path. Uh, so you cannot choose uh, who you want or who you don't want. Orlando could have been a difficult task. Uh, Columbus could have been, it's going to be a difficult task. New England could have been also a difficult task. Uh, Philadelphia could have been a difficult task. So um, uh, It's Columbus. We know them, they know us and, and we will see. It's, it's three games, um, and the best out of the two
0: will win. You don't like to talk about formation, so I'll, I'll switch this question up. Can you play the style you want to play without Tiago in that first round? in that first game in the first round. Why well, I don't like... Uh, I like to talk about... Formations. No, you always say yeah. formations don't matter. It's no, about I, the I players. think it's not the most
2: important thing. <laughs> I, I don't think the formation is the most important thing. Of course, we need to be organized. Right. You saw, so, yes, tactics matter. We start to disrupt very well with some rotations in the middle. So formations, structure uh, matter. But then, in playoffs, is mentality. In playoffs, is about how tough you can be in certain moments, how you can defend in the moments you need to absorb pressure uh resilience you you need some of that uh, championship behaviors championship men- mentality togetherness you need to work as a team in order to win trophies so formation aside you can win back five with back four but if you don't have the mentality the formation is pointless but, uh, yeah, I understand the formation from Columbus, the 5-2-1 two, two, that they have. They are very good at disrupting through the middle. Can we switch now without Tiago to a different formation and, and trying to block those inner channels for them? Something that we will review in the film and we'll assess. Um, I have to say it's a big loss not having Tiago. Big, big loss. Um, so I'm upset about that but anyways we have to deal with that and I know I can count on many other players they are all you know, killing themselves for seeing minutes, and and they are unselfish, and they are for the team, and and they have fantastic behaviors when when I need anyone, anyone. Ronald Hernandez did a great job today. Yajani, when he came in, Jamal did a great job. I mean, pretty much everyone, and and that's what I need. Uh, Edwin Mosquera was fantastic too. Uh, so, um, whoever we put on the next game, is, I
0: know is going to do a good game. And it wouldn't be a press conference with a coach without them talking about mentality. Very good. I think very good. uh,
2: That's what I was saying. It's just uh, one man down, we're defending better. uh, And, you know, 11-11, we we fall asleep a little bit into place. But uh, if we can put that together and have a very complete game good football, good mentality, solid defensively, I think we have good possibilities and and um, I, I'm very proud of of the run that we have had in the last few games last 10 games, we've been way more consistent in terms of the lineups the, the new additions to the team after Cruz Azul, I think uh, we get a very solid group of players that can play every time at a good, good level and that's good to have at the end of the season so uh, happy with that and and, and we will
0: look forward. Cody is on the board for us today, and he thought that instead of doing clips from the interviews with Yakamakis and I should say Mayimba, because that's how you correctly pronounce his name, we would just run the interviews in their entirety, and I like that idea. I've always liked that idea, and I appreciate Cody for doing it. So here is Yakamakis.
3: I think we did. I think we did. To the point we, where we the the red card, I think we destroyed them. So until this point, we destroyed them. Um, we were way better, we created a lot more, we we had the control of the game. Uh, there was only one team in the field and then we received the red card and the, the balance changed completely. We have to defend. Um, the important thing is that we reacted like that, we reacted in a good way and uh, we didn't let them score again. Uh, with one man down, I mean, this is very really important. Uh, because we like it or not, they were the champions, the champions and uh, they were there because they were the best team mm-hmm. we have to face and we have to accept that. So uh, coming into to this field, to the stadium, playing against uh, the first team in the league, the champions, uh, and make this, this kind of game, uh, I think we, we should be proud. We should take all the, the the positive things from this game and go into the playoffs. And compete at the same time, at the same level.
0: You uh, only played in, I think, one match against Columbus this season. I think you were gone on international duty yeah. the first time they played. Yeah. What do you remember about that match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium? And what are y'all going to have to do without Tiago in that first game to, to try to get a positive result?
3: Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough without Thiago. Um, we have a plan, and uh, in our game, and Thiago is a key player on this plan. Uh, we have to adjust again. We have to figure it out. Uh, we have to follow the direction from the from the staff. Um, we know that Columbus is a team that has more or less the same characteristics like us, the same style play, st- play style. Um, and this is this is a good and a bad thing at the same time uh i think we're gonna be even more ready than the game we played at home uh we're gonna face it like a final from now on there are only finals and uh i believe in my team i think we can we can make it to the next round uh, but we're gonna go step by step game by game and the first game is Columbus.
0: can y'all play the way that panetta has tried to get this team to play now for two seasons without tiago in the middle uh, we had a
3: couple of games in uh the first the first round without thiago he was a bit injured um, we managed to play without thiago uh I think we did well but at the same time he's he's as i said he's a key player he's a key player and he's a an really important player for us he's gonna be he was going to be a massive boost for us uh but the moment by the moment we don't have him we have to 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 change our plan and to, uh, to figure it out how we're gonna face Columbus and beat them.
0: You had said you wanted to win the gold boot this season. You came really close, uh, despite you know missing several matches for various reasons. What are your feelings about not not winning the award?
3: I mean, uh, for all the difficulties I had all this season, uh, thinking that it's also my first year in the team mm-hmm. uh, with so many ups and downs. This team, this year. I'm proud. I'm proud because I I reached that level, this amount of goals, and being that close without even a penalty. Mm-hmm. If you see the yeah. other guys, they yeah. had so many goals with penalties. <laughs> right. So in the end of the day, I'm really proud, really happy. And as I said, uh, three four days ago, I didn't care about the golden boot uh, anymore. Uh, okay. The only thing I was I care about right now is to help my team win. If it's if it's by make a slide, make a tackling uh, in the box, in our box. If that's the way I can provide, I will do that like that. It doesn't have to do with goals anymore. Um, of course, I want to score, but if I have to give an assist, if I have to give a pass and someone else make the assist and we win, so be it. I don't, I don't care. Okay.
0: And can you go through your two goals tonight, just kind of the, the action as you remember it?
3: Well, I'm getting I'm getting even more proud about this team because when I scored the second goal, everyone came to me and they said, there's two more goals. You can make it. And <laughs> right. they, were, they were meaning that. Right. They, they believed in that. I didn't even have it in my mind. I was like, let's win. Nothing else. Even when I scored the second goal, I didn't even it didn't even really cross my mind that I'm close. I'm, I didn't care. Right. But then they came to me and they said, guys, everyone play Yaku. Play Yaku. Play Yaku. Play <laughs> so if you see, I had all these finishings today uh, because they wanted me to be the, the top scorer. Mm-hmm. And this is something that uh, it makes me almost emotional. And uh, I, I love this team.
0: He finished with 17 goals this year. That's a... a- Considering the minutes he played, that's a fantastic total. Had he played even remotely close to the same minutes as the other guys in the top five and scored at the same rate that he did this season, he would have easily won the golden boot. And here's Mayimba. Uh
4: If I compare the, the first and the second half, I would say we played very, very, very well in the first half, but we considered two goals. I think uh, we have to to keep the control of the game especially when we play like like that because I think uh, they come just two times in in our our really? box yep. and they score two times so we have to 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 change change uh, this uh, They think so, and second half is a little bit difficult because, yeah, we we play um, with uh, one one man Mm -hmm. down, so it's it's difficult. So, but we fight, we fight with uh, with uh, with uh, the heart. Every everybody everybody fights, so that. I think that's a good good point. So we are a little bit dis- disappointed because we we come here to to for for win. But when you we see uh, the the every part of the game, one one point is not not so bad. Yeah.
0: There's a saying in America that defense wins championships.
4: Yeah.
0: Are you concerned that? The two shots on goal that Cincinnati had in the first half, back post runs, both resulted in goals. As y'all now get ready for the playoffs, where you have to be tighter.
4: No, I, I think we we are we are ready for for the playoffs. We okay. I think today we we show we are a very very good team. Mm-hmm. So we play against the the first team of the league mm-hmm. and away, mm-hmm. and we play well. We. We play well, and and when we play at eleven against eleven, I think we we are the the best team on, on, on the field to, to, tonight. So no, for the players, uh, we have confidence. So I I, I tell uh, the, uh, this uh, this week. So the the difficult uh, part is for the the opponent because. Uh, Play against Atlanta is not easy. Every every team knows. Uh, play against Atlanta at home or away is not easy. So, for for us, we we are ready for. I think it's Columbus. Yeah, it's yeah? going to be Columbus. Yeah, yeah so, which you just played. Yeah, we we are we are ready for for this battle. Yeah.
0: What do you remember about uh, the Columbus game two matches ago? Yeah, uh, you know they they. They played really well like you show. Y'all got the goal at the end. Yeah. to get the draw.
4: They play very well, especially in on the first half. Mm-hmm. And uh, after, I think on the second half, we we adapt uh, more uh, on the some some little little de- details. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we 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 are a little bit be- better on the second half. But we know Columbus is a good team. With a little bit same, same, same kind of uh, play than mm-hmm. than us, so that's a that's a good ma- matchup. So we we just need to to now to, to rest and to, to see when we play maybe Saturday Sunday. So, but uh, we will be ready. We will be ready.
0: How do y'all get uh, a positive result without Tiago? In Columbus,
4: yeah, well, so for 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 sure, uh, everybody knows uh, the the importance of Thiago on on this team. So it's maybe one of the best players of, of this league, and but uh, we have a lot of quality on in in the in this group, and uh, the guys uh, have to be to be ready. So. Uh, we have lot of players uh, can play uh, this game, so it's uh, the football is like this. Uh, now it's uh, it's a chance for another one to to play and uh, show his quality. But uh, yes, we know this. Is, uh, it's a little bit, I would say, a pain to play again without Chago. Yeah.
0: yeah, Could you play as a team? I know you play it all around central.
4: <laughs> no, 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 not my position. I have on six on eight. So it's good, but we will see. Yeah.
0: All right. So when we come back, we're, we got one voicemail. We need to have like 53. So y'all need to get on that. This is Southern fried soccer from the Atlanta journal constitution.
1: Ocean breeze, tropical beach, an air freshener can make your car smell like paradise. A drive to Daytona Beach will actually get you there. Beach on. Plan your trip today at DaytonaBeach.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
0: And if you've heard me say this much, you've heard me say it, I think, 1,033 times. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has a special offer for our podcast listeners. If you subscribe today, you can get six months of unlimited digital access for just 99 cents. That's all of our sports coverage, our politics, our breaking news, our investigations, our food and dining, and so much more on AJC.com. Plus, you can get access to our e-paper and our assortment of newsletters. So join our community by going to subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. That's subscribe.ajc.com slash podcast. So you always know what's really going on. And, you know, I keep hyping my employer because we do good work. There's some fantastic stuff in today's Sunday paper. Uh, throughout all the sections. We're on top of the Trump jury, the Trump trial here in Atlanta. We're on top of what's going on in the jails throughout the state. We've got Bulldogs coverage. We've got the Yellow Jackets coverage after they blew that game to Boston College yesterday. The Hawks have started their season. The Braves are going into a what's going to be an interesting offseason. The Falcons are one win away from being on top of the NFC South. Georgia State became bowl eligible last night. You get all that for $0.99, and you get to hear me, and that's just a gift unto itself. On to the mailbag, 404-526-AJCP. That's 404-526-2527. If you're driving, if you're playing with your kids, just pull over. Stop what you're doing. Put that phone number into your cell phone. Put it as your most dialed number. Send in some questions ahead of the playoffs. Here's a Mark from Rome. Hey, Doug, Mark from Rome. I'm just wondering how I should feel about a tie in Cincinnati uh, against the number one team in the East after they're coming off of a rest uh, using their first uh, uh, first team, I would imagine, uh, and Atlanta using their um, uh, first 11 um, for the playoffs. How, How do we feel about this? Cheers. Thank you, Mark. It's
4: uh
0: hmm. It should feel like a draw should feel just kind of bleh. Kind of a burnt orange umber, if you had to put a color on it. At Lenny United, it did play very, very well in the first half, but it also gave up two silly goals, which is something that it's done throughout the season. It had some good movements in the first half, and then it wasted all that by those silly goals, and then it gave itself. Zero chance of winning with Almada's decision to step on the Cincinnati player's foot. Subsequently, get the red card at United down to 10 men. It's just, you know, for every positive, there's a negative. I think Mike Conti tweeted out last night that at United was one of four teams. I think maybe four or five to get a result at Cincinnati. And it's a beautiful stadium. If you haven't been here, you should come. It's a, it's a beautiful soccer stadium. So there's that, but You had a chance to get three points. You had a chance to finish fifth. You didn't. Atlanta United's in sixth. It gets the first-round matchup that nobody wanted in Columbus, a team that very much likes to play like Atlanta United, and one could argue does it better. On to the traditional mailbag. Friend of the podcast, Nick, says, I have one thought from today's game. I was uninspired after the home tie with Columbus, but was inspired by the second-half defensive play do you mean Cincinnati instead of Columbus? We're going to go with Cincinnati. It's just a matter of Atlanta playing their best, and we could stand with Columbus in the playoffs and maybe advance if things go well. Thanks, as always, for your coverage. Yeah. That's kind of what I was just saying to Mark from Rome. It's just one of those where for every good, there's a bad, and maybe it's just my personality, but the bad kind of outweighs the good from from that Cincinnati match. Mike says, another friend of the podcast, I apologize if you've discussed this previously. I'm curious for your thoughts on the stop-start schedule post-Leagues Cup. To me, it feels like Atlanta United really improved its roster but can never really gel as a team because it just didn't play that many games. Yeah, this is the problem with some of the FIFA windows this year and and just how the, the schedule got set up with Atlanta having a break um also so that that was another one of the the weeks off. It, it's hard to get chemistry, it's hard to gain momentum when you play two weeks and then you're off a week, and then you play one week and you're off a week. And Atlanta United, I think, was affected by that. It was also affected by the fact that it just it doesn't beat the good teams of uh, the teams that finished top five in the East this year. Atlanta United had one win. Um i tweeted it out before the Cincinnati match, but I think it was like one, four and five or one, five and five, something like that. It has to be an even number against the top five teams from the East. And that's just not good enough. Um, but how they get the playoffs and anything can happen in the playoffs. So, and again, because it's a weird format, we'll see what happens. His second question from Mike Columbus was superior in both games against us this season. In my opinion, Atlanta United has zero chance to win game one on the road without Amada. Do you think we have, we being the Royal Atlanta United, have much of a chance in the series? So the first time Atlanta United played Columbus this year was much, much earlier. It was the first international window, ironically enough. Columbus won 6-1. to one. Both teams were missing several key players. Atlanta United supporters might say, well, we were missing... Uh, our best players. Well, Columbus was also missing some really good players and it still played Atlanta, not at off the pitch six, one. That was a miserable night. It was cold. It was not a fun game. It was a game story. I had written by halftime, to be honest with you. Then they didn't meet again until two weeks ago at Mercedes-Benz stadium. Columbus dominated that game, had twice as many shots, uh, twice as many expected goals, but a miles Robinson header pulled out a one, one draw. It does not bode well for the playoffs, right? Well, to your question, Again, because the format is so freaking weird, best of three, no games can end in a draw. Atlanta United could lose the first one eight to nothing, and it doesn't matter if it can win the second and then go back to Columbus with presumably Almada with with Yakamakis with Lopez and win that third one. Um, So yeah, there's always a chance. I wouldn't say there's not a chance. And if Atlanta United can get that first game into into penalty kicks, who knows what'll happen? I mean. Penalty kicks are, what, 75-25 in favor of the taker. You just got to have your goalkeeper get lucky and guess right one time, and, and you can win. So, you know, Lloyd Christmas says there's a chance. Kevin says, I didn't watch the game because I was more interested in seeing the drama of an actual decision game match that mattered, Charlotte versus Miami. I did follow the score, however, and see where Atlanta United scored and then conceded and scored again and then conceded a story all too familiar this year and kind of a theme of this podcast. The non-question of the day, why can't the team ever figure this out? Did the team get too crazy chasing goals after they scored again? Paneda pointed out something last week that I've been frustrated with this season. The team, mostly midfield, doesn't know how to control the tempo of a game. They don't know when to push forward or slow the pace down. Since I didn't watch, I was wondering if this was an issue – this game. Now, the first goal, uh, I, I think it was a turnover. Or it started with a turnover around midfield. Kind of played a one-two. It, it was it was a good goal. It was a good cross. It was a smart run by Baji, who came from the back post toward the middle of the goal. So Guzan couldn't see him because he was turned to his left toward the ball. Uh, you know, I guess somebody could argue Wiley could have closed Baji down. Or not Baji. Could have closed um, the fullback down a little bit quicker before the cross, but that's, I think, pretty harsh. It could also be argued that Baji should have been tracked a little bit better, and he should have. At the same time, had that defender been able to track Baji, I don't know what he would have done with the ball. It could have hit him, gone in for an own goal. It would have been a tough clearance. Um, Overall, that was a good goal. The second goal is one that was much worse, in my opinion. The Barrial faked across, got Lozjanic to jump in the air. Then he cut back to his right. He had all the time in the world to pick out a cross. Somehow he spotted Acosta, who literally was the shortest guy on the field at five foot three, making a run in the back post. It, it must have stunned Wiley, and Wiley's a good defender. I think he's, a, but he got beat on this play as did Lozjanic. And Acosta headed it down. I think Mike Conti tweeted out that of uh, the. Almost 60 goals that Acosta has scored in Major League Soccer for DC United and Cincinnati. That was only his third headed goal. Acosta is going to be named MLS MVP, and deservedly so. His team won the supporter's shield. He had the most uh, combined goals and assists, but that's a goal that he should not have scored. Kevin continues Thank you, Doug. I look forward to getting blasted at Columbus without Almada next week. I don't know if you're referring to drinking or the game or both, but if I see you there, please say hello. On to Adam with a few questions of the week. I love Law & Order. I really do. Adam says, I'm unsure how to feel about the match, though I guess overall positive since the team exceeded my expectations. Well, there you go, Adam. See? You've taken my negative Nelly stuff and and made it positive Polly. Adam says, Do you think Gigi's trying too hard to draw fouls? I sometimes wonder if he's too focused on trying to body up a defender and do post up play versus making runs that might drag defenders away from the ball. I think he does both pretty well. I mean, 17 goals. He he throws himself into everything. He sacrifices his body. I think he knows when it's time to make a run and knows when it's time to post up. Usually the post up happens, you know, when the ball's in at Lane United's half and they can't. They can't play it out through the midfield, so they go over the top. And he's a handful. So, no, I, I don't think he's trying too hard to draw fouls, although it is a good way to get the field flipped. Adam's second question, without Almada in game one versus the crew, does Pineda try to force the team to play the same without their talisman, or does he shift approaches knowing the lineup will change? Um, you know, if you listen to the beginning of the podcast, if you listen to Pineda's audio – he referenced perhaps changing formations. I asked him a couple of weeks ago about this. I, you know, kind of pointed out some history that Tata went with a more defensive formation, the back three with the two wing backs, uh, for the playoffs in 2018, and it worked very well. Pineda kind of uh, didn't shrug it off, didn't laugh it off, but said the, this: the way I like to play is possession. I like to keep opponents under pressure. I like to try to win by keeping the the ball. Ahmad is a big, big part of keeping the ball. Without him, I am not going to be surprised to see Pineda change the the formation, try to play for that 90-minute draw and get into penalty kicks in that game one where, as I keep saying, anything can happen. Adam wraps it up. Should decision day also feature rivalries? If not, would having another rivalry week late in the season be beneficial to teams already eliminated from postseason? I think it would be cool for some teams that have rivals to get to play each other on decision day. It would certainly make it much more interesting. Um, I'm also, and this may sound a little weird, I would be a fan of flex scheduling, where you know what the days are for the last two weeks. You have a pool of opponents that you haven't yet played, two, let's say two, sort of the final two weeks. And then you set the schedule depending upon what you think is going to be the most impactful games. Uh, If the first one's not impactful, you play that in week 33. If the other one's going to be more impactful, you play that in the finale. Uh, The logistics of that may be a little too difficult to pull off. But, you know, there weren't too many rivalry games on decision day. This year, and that's a little bit of a shame. Uh, you have some, you know, beginning ones. Colorado RSL is, of course, a little bit of a rivalry, but then after that, uh, New England, Philadelphia, maybe. No, no others really stood out a lot, um, and you know, people keep trying to force rivalries on Atlanta United. I don't, I don't think that they have any true rivalries yet. I think there's the ingredients for a a few, but there's got to be some impactful games being played. Atlanta-Columbus can be a rivalry. They've already met in the playoffs once. That was won by Columbus in 2017. Adam John, of all people, uh, with the deciding goal in that game. Columbus has played Atlanta very, very well. It's a, a franchise that, Atlanta United's first manager, Tata, had a lot of respect for it, with Greg Burhalter He really liked how Columbus would actually try to play. The same is true for uh, Wilfried Nancy now, Columbus's manager. Fantastic manager, really has a talented group of players ready to go. It's going to be a fun playoff series, even without Amada in that first game. MLS has not released the schedule dates yet. I'm hoping that's going to come out later today. If so, please go to the AJC for the, the update. I'm going to have a few special stories for you all this week. With uh, It won't be a lot of breaking news in these stories, but it will be a lot of insight into what's going to happen with Atlanta United uh, going forward uh, with its front office. Uh, So I'm hoping that you'll look for that. You can always find me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC, on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. As always, hug your loved ones, communicate with your loved ones. Y'all take care.
1: Ocean Breeze